he's like, yeah, I didn't go to Harvard. Yeah, I finished college, which I also know exactly. it's privilege. Exactly, yeah. Because it's a privilege to go to college, even at that. But, yeah. but you are not less of a person because you didn't go. Yeah. And I want you to understand that. Yeah. Because you and I, were the same. It doesn't matter if I have a BA next to my name or an MSW next to my name. Yeah. Even if you're, you have none of those, yeah. you're still valuable. And I just want to add that it's uh, family owned. It's family owned okay. by a Mexican family from Guadalajara. So I just want to make sure that we say it. Yeah. Before we introduce her officially, she was recommended by uh, a friend of Carlos that's helping her out. And, uh, yeah, so uh, Cynthia, she is um, my dad's lawyer for my case. Uh, my, You guys know a little bit more of my story, just to kind of give you a brief um, input about it. My dad was deported uh, a, few, a few years back, so now we've had struggles for the past 20 plus years with lawyers, and I never wanted to get a lawyer again. And no sé cómo, me tropecé con Cynthia. I'm like, all right, let's do it. And so I met up with her. Uh, she definitely brought hope back into like our case and our family. And um, so we got talking, and she was able to recommend our, which are our guests today. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to shout out Cynthia and her her business. So if you guys ever need any like um, any advice or any like cases being taken care of, I definitely will be putting her on our page this week uh, to her links so you can like follow her, contact her, make an appointment, whatever it is. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's a... Now I'm going to mess up how you say your name. No, no, no. That's okay. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. I'm going to try it. It's Maideli? Maideli. That's as close as anybody has gotten because in Utah they used to call me May Deli, which was totally off from no, whatever. Like, May Deli. <laughs> you said it, but you, then you said it again with it, like how I, I heard you say it. Yeah. 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 Well, it's very nice to have you on the show. I'm Muchas really gracias. excited to have you. I'm really interested in what you are all about, and I want to know more about you. Ay, gracias. So, Thank you. Can you Thank go ahead and introduce yourself and what you do and some of the things that you're really interested in. Thank you. First of all, I want to give thanks to both of you, for, for, for all three of you, for giving me an opportunity and your platform to tell my story. Yeah. It's super yeah. important yeah. to tell our, our stories. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. very, thank you. Thank important. you so much for this platform and for giving me the opportunity. My name is Maideli Mendoza. I am an undocumented warrior turned conscious entrepreneur. I'm a healer, speaker, and so many other things, right? <laughs> I love it already. <laughs> because we, I'm in the undocumented hustle, right? Like, I do everything, the todo un poco. Sí, sí. Cool, cool. So you were born, you're, you're Mexican. I was born in Mexico City, okay. and I was brought to this country when I was six, six months. Okay. And then uh, you lived here in L.A. area? I lived in L.A. until I was 10. Okay. Southgate, Linwood, Downey area. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. That's where I, uh, where I initially came to. Then I moved to Utah mm -hmm. for seven years, mm -hmm. from the age of 10 to the age of 17. And then I moved back to LA because this is, you know, this is, this is home. This is home. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, this definitely. is this is where my heart is. This yeah. is where my soul is. Yeah. There's a song in Spanish that says, "I always return to the place where I was the most happy." And I definitely feel like yeah. LA is where I'm the most happy. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, 
I wish we would have started recording from like as soon as we saw you because we already like started talking. But yeah. Um, uh, yeah, as I mentioned earlier, you know, like I am as well from Utah. And I think that's one of the things that Cynthia had mentioned that she only knew one other person and it was you that's from Utah. And so I was really excited to hear your story on how it was to live as a Latinx person like in a community like Utah. Because I know for me, it was it was hard. It was definitely hard. There was a lot of times of getting bullied. There was a lot of times of getting like um, having just racism thrown at me and my parents, and having to stand up for my parents that didn't speak Spanish or English. Um, and so having to be that little eleven year old like standing up to these people. And I'm not saying that racism isn't like outside of Utah. It's everywhere. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes. Um, so I, yeah. Yeah. So it was just like a lot of that. It was a lot of discrimination. Um, so that was like, there's so many things to my story, mm-hmm. living there for 16 years. Props then, to you. Yeah. Props to you. Because yeah. I think that's where the warrior part comes. Because mm-hmm. you have to be such a warrior, not only for you, but for advocate for your parents. Yeah. That's yeah. that's a big responsibility at any age, really. Mm-hmm. Even now, right? At whatever age we are right now. But I think the most, when we're so young, 10, 11, is yeah. so young. Yeah. yeah. To have that such big responsibility. Yeah. But yeah, just as you, I had the same experience. Um, it was very difficult for me mm-hmm. because it was like leaving my home, the place that I knew, yeah. where everybody looked like me, yeah. going into a place where everybody looked nothing like me. Yeah. Everybody was Caucasian, blue eyes, blonde. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that first experience, my, de- m- my name is Maideli, and you know, the first experience at, at sixth grade was my, perf- my teacher saying, Maydeli, Maydeli, and I was like, who the heck is that? Because I don't know Maydeli. It's like Mendoza, and I was like, oh. and you're like, well, from now on, you're going to be Maydeli. Because we can't pronounce your name. So it's like they stripped away who I was. Oh. Yeah, right. Sorry, damn, I already cussed. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you're no longer Maydeli, which is like, I'm very Mexican. It's very who I am. Now you're going to be Maydeli. So there's this new persona that I had to embrace bodied mm-hmm. at 10 yeah um so it was really difficult and yeah. i'm not saying that they did it out of like malice but it's just what it was in order for me to fit in yeah yeah obviously my sisters didn't get the same result because they are you know lighter skinned they assimilated better nobody knew that they were yeah. um, that they were latina but I, on the other hand, I'm very indigenous. My features are very indigenous. Um, I, and I was just saying that, yeah. like, when we saw you, I'm like, wow, she's beautiful. Like, mm. like thank you. Se mira como indígena. Sí, sí, sí. La nariz, sí. especialmente mm. la nariz. Like, mm. beautiful. Gracias. Beautiful. Yes, yes. See, well, my grandma's from Oaxaca. Uh-huh. She's indigenous. She knows Zapoteco. So, obviously, uh-huh. I have, like, very indigenous roots. Uh-huh. Um, and so, obviously, no puedo negar, right? No puedo negar quien soy. Yeah. And so, it's very difficult for me to come into a space where people want you to be a certain way. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, okay, you're no longer going to be that. And so, that, that kills your soul, of course. In any age, yeah, really. You're yeah. robbed of your identity. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure um, you faced a lot of, like, identity crisis. A lot, yeah. a lot. I mean... I, I'm going to share this. I've never shared it in no podcast, but I, I was born with six toes in my left foot. Okay. So on top of like, okay. you know, being all this, I, I had to wear big shoes because, you know, okay. I, I had six toes until I was 12. Because you had that addition. Like, there's so many additions yeah. to me, and people were like... I'm like, you're just jealous I have extra. <laughs> <laughs> I've yeah, always been love. bougie. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I had to be extra. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it was just so many things that I was bullied mm-hmm. until... I remember my parents were like, you need to defend yourself. You need to learn to stand up for yourself because life, this is what life is. Wow. This is what life, that life's going to be. And if you don't learn to defend yourself, if you don't learn how to advocate for yourself, then unfortunately, this is going to continue to happen. It's going to be a pattern. And I thank them for that. Yeah. So they they were very... They encouraged me. ...aware of how it was out there. And my dad, bless his heart... He went and he would fight for me and he was like, my kid is being bullied. She was pushed down the stairs. Like her hair was getting pulled. Like, yeah, it was horrible. And nobody would listen to us. Yeah. Nobody. And so there came to a point where my dad's like, all right, they're not listening. You have to defend yourself. Yeah. Please try to be no, you know, no violence. But if it comes down to it, unfortunately, you're going to have to show up for yourself. Yeah. But it took my, I mean, I have a very deep voice. And it took me to shout because I was very quiet in school. I should like, you're not going to treat me like this. 
I can't imagine Ever you again. crying in the little time I'm already done. You have a deep voice. I have a deep voice. What are you thinking about it? Yeah. <laughs> it's because I'm in a sweet setting, so I can't. Oh, okay. yeah, I have my alter like, ego. <laughs> like, you're never going to mess with me again. And so yeah. I defended myself and people respected me yeah. from that moment moving forward. So I learned how to use my voice. Yeah. yeah. I had to. I had yeah. to. And my dad encouraged it. Yeah. Even though I was backlash a lot in school for it. Yeah. Mine was definitely like it went in, it went into violence on my part. Like it was I got bullied because I was short, I was dark skinned, I was like I, I I'm like shaped like a tomboy in a way, you know, like very mm-hmm. tall and I grew up with an older brother and like You're um, rough. I'm rough, you know. I uh-huh. love to me gusta jugar de todo and um, and I, I get bullied because, like, I, know, right? I get, I know, right? And I'm really not. I'm like, I, I think I'm like the most sensitive human being. I'm like, yeah. And so it was just like, people would be like, oh my God, like, she's scary. And I'm like, and so I would get bullied a lot about, like, oh, you, like, midget or, oh, you lesbian and all, like things like that. And it was like, oh my God, like, all right, maybe I am those things. Like, and it would just like bug me, you know? But it's like deep inside, I'm like, no, that's not me. Like, But it's such know? a struggle though, because you're so young. Yeah. People that you think have like a higher standard in society are telling you this. So it's like inedible. Like it's, traumatizing, it's really traumatizing. Like you can't detach from it yeah. as much as you want to. Yeah. And I think that was the same experience with me mm-hmm. where at a point in my life, I was like, I'm going to be me. Yeah. I'm going to be me. Whether people like it or not, even my sisters were like, oh, "It's because you're too Mexican. You need to tone that down. Like that's yeah. why you get bullied. Like yeah. you need to like calm down and like, oh no. Like I was mentioning yeah. to you earlier. Like I, my dad gave me a beat up like 1986 BMW convertible. I would, I would ride that to high school with my <laughs> Chalino mm-hmm. Sanchez, like you know, and I or salsa merengue, and I was like yeah. not giving a rat's ass whether yeah. people like it or not. Exactly. And it was beautiful because I learned how to be who I was regardless. Yeah. But I also wanted to fit in. Yeah. I never went. I, I never. I never went on a date. I never got asked to prom. Um, so I think me being so loving and sensitive and wanting a boyfriend so bad because I, I was that kind of a girl that wanted a boyfriend. Uh, right? There's like there's some girls yeah. that want. A boyfriend. I mean, I I want. Yeah. No, I was I like I wanted, to, and and you know. Kids would be like, "Oh, I can't, I can't ask you to the prom, or I can't ask you to the school dance because you're not Mormon." Mm. Oh, yep. No. So on top of yep. the fact that you're, uh-huh, you you're, you're like dark and you're indigenous, <laughs> like on top of that, you're not the religion. So it's like I'm all, you know, messed up. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It resonates a lot. Like right? I remember, I think it was like in middle school. There's like a little dance happening, and the boy I liked was right across from me, and we had been going to school since elementary school. And I passed him a no, and I said, I like you. Do you want to go to the dance with me? And he wrote something back. He's like, no, I can't date till I'm 16 because I'm Mormon. And I'm like, all right. That was the first time I had, like, faced anything about Mormonism. And then, like, as getting older in high school, when I did try to date, it was definitely a lot of, no, it's because you're not Mormon. Mm-hmm. Or, no, like, I can't, like, not old enough. Or things like that. And I'm like, what? Like, or, or, like, you're... You don't go to seminary? What? Yeah, yeah, things like that. Right? Yeah. You're like, you have home ed instead of seminary? Mm, what, you know, what, yeah. what's going on? Yeah. yeah. I get that. I, I got that all the time, but it was so sad because I felt so unwanted. And mm-hmm. that really transferred into the relationships, romantic relationships yeah. that I had to go through when I was older. Mm-hmm. How that I wanted to be accepted so bad, but that stemmed from growing up in a place where I never was accepted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So did you... So even after high school, did you date anything, like anybody? I never dated. And you never never? dated. Never dated. I think my first boyfriend was 19 and I was here and it was... It was a guy that was super Mexicano, uh-huh. right? From 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 the from the F, like yeah. you know, super alegre, like yeah, super yeah. me, right? Yeah. Um, but never dated. Mm-hmm. Later in years, after like maybe 23, 24, I found out that there was a lot of kids from my sister that had brothers my sister's age. They were like, "Oh, my older brother used to love your sister, but she wasn't Mormon and she wasn't, you know, yeah. they were gonna get like." 
they were gonna yeah. get in trouble with my parents. So, yeah. but you know, my brother really liked your sister, yeah. and I was like, what? No digas nada. Tenía pretendiente. And it like makes you like love yourself oh, yes. even more. Like, yeah, I'm hot. Yeah, right. And I was like, oh my god. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, like, write letters from, like, everybody in the classroom wrote me letters. Uh-huh. And there was, like, three people that said they liked me. Uh, and this is, like, I read these letters the day I moved. I'm like, you guys could have told me before. <laughs> You're like, you know, you give us a sip. <laughs> I'm leaving. There's not, like, you broke my heart, you know? You broke my heart. Oh, that's funny. So, so, yeah, no. No, I didn't. I never. So, what did... um. If you don't mind me asking, no, no, what no. did why did your parents move out there? So my dad, um, he you know he worked in the field. He picked asparagus. Then he you know built his way up. He sold cars. He washed cars. He then became a business owner, owning his own car dealership. And I remember specifically the day that he decided for us to move. I lived in Southgate, and I never saw graffiti anywhere. Um, and so. That day, my dad had come home from, from work, and he yelled super hard. He's like, ¿Qué es esto? And we're like, ¿Qué? And we all go outside, and there was tagging in our, in our, in our house. And my dad's like, we're packing everything, we're leaving. I have a friend in Utah, and we're going to Utah. My mom was like, wait, but, but, no. I don't want my daughters growing up in this place. I do not want them around this, and I'm taking them with me. Aside on top of the fact that later I found out that he had a, you know, he had a, an extensive um, um, record, if, okay. you know, to okay. say that, to say the least. You know, he, he would drink and drive and, you know, yeah. he wanted to be better. So yeah. he thought by moving to another state where there no, you, they don't sell alcohol, don't sell alcohol. <laughs> yeah. he was going to do better. But, you know, you always find a way. Yeah, exactly. It, 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 was a, it wasn't the problem. He didn't understand that. But he did such a good service to us. Yeah. Because I am who I am because of that move. Yeah. I don't think I would be. I think things happen for a reason. I think I, sh- you know, that's where I was supposed to be for seven years. Because mm-hmm. I learned so much and I yeah. became so powerful. Yeah. Because of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I definitely would have to say that. Because people say like, Carla, do you hate Utah or like, what? Are you ever gonna move back? And I'm like, oh, I probably won't ever move back. Mm-hmm. But I definitely want to say like, I do love Utah because. One, the landscape is hermoso. Like, mm-hmm. it is beautiful. Like, I give it props on that. But what it did to me, like, even though it was, in a sense, very traumatic in as identity crisis, um, faith-based, in so many senses, right? It definitely was something that molded a lot of how I see things mm-hmm. now. Like, it pushed me and Sal, like, to really just inspire to do this, you know? And um, reach out to my culture a little bit more because it's like... As I started getting older, I was like, "You, there are, has, you, you want it. There has to be something else. Mm-hmm. You want it. You, yeah. you, you, there was this urge of like trying to find people that, like, that understand you. Yeah, yeah. Because you yeah. were there longer. Yeah. yeah. So sixteen years is a long time. Yeah, yeah. It's a long time. Sal, you were you also? No. No. no he just barely went to Utah. Actually, I recently yeah. went to Utah for the first time. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Tell us a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah. I want to I know. <laughs> so, the first time I went to Utah, I got a lot of preparation from everybody. Oh, yeah. They were saying, okay, you got to learn about this, you have to learn about the rules, and you got to learn about the, the social rules. norms. <laughs> They're like, you know, that it's different. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, there's things that, like, you have to know that are just not common, how they are common here in California. Uh-huh. So, I was like, cool. Apparently, I, I did homework. So when we finally went, uh, I tried to go there with the same mentality that Carla went when she went to Belize for the first time. Mm -hmm. Where I was like, I'm just going to go with an open mind. I'm going to see how people just react and how they see me and how I see them. I'm not Mm going to judge them. Mm -hmm. You know? So when I I came in, as soon as I stepped out of that, stepped out of the plane, I got to the plane and I'm like waiting for like Melanie to get out of the restroom. Mm-hmm. And like I'm just there, and people are just looking. Oh yeah, they're like, it, "Where is this it weird is <laughs> packed with people?" Mm-hmm. And it's like everybody's minding their business. Okay. And then I just do like a kind of circle, like around to see what's going on. And I caught like so many people like kind of doing like, "Oh, 
He caught me watching him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, I, and I asked her, and I was like, do I look mean right now? Because sometimes I look mean, like, mm-hmm. if I'm tired or if I just mm-hmm. no pienso en algo, you know? Uh-huh. And she said, no, you just look like a tourist. So I was like, yeah, you totally look like you don't fit in. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's yeah. like, cool. <laughs> which is like, which is interesting because I told Sal at first I'm like, you're not gonna have problems. Like it is, yeah. it is know, white, it is clarito. You'll be see. fine. <laughs> but when he told me that, I'm like, yep, okay, never mind. You're you're in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> I told that to my husband that the other day we were talking, and I was like, hey, you know, when are you gonna go to my hometown? Like I want to show you where I, you know, grew up. And he was like, I was telling him a little bit of like the preparation that they told you, Sal. And he was like, do you really want me to go? Like, you you are looking at me right now, right? Like, yeah. you really want me to go? Mm-hmm. Like, ¿Y él de dónde es? Él, es, um, él nació en Puebla, pero okay. él creció en Bell. Okay. Oh, okay. Entonces, pues, yeah. Yeah. super californiano, right? Yeah, yeah, Entonces, yeah. es así como California. que, I don't know. Like, yeah. my, bebé, do you really want me to go? And I was like, I don't, my, I don't my know. My boyfriend, when we, when we first started dating, and I... I think we were a month into our relationship. I was going, we weren't even actually, we were just like friends at this point, actually. And I told him I'm going to Utah. And he's like, Utah? Y él es de Belice. And he's like, Utah, okay, whatever. And then so our relationship started growing. I'm like, hey, babe, like I'm going to Utah in January, come with. And he's like, y así esos, esos chistes de que, no, like you're going to get me in a cult. You're going to get me in the Mormon church. I'm like, no, like stop. Like he jokes about it, but then, one day, I actually did have a dream about oh that. Oh my god! <laughs> I was tripping that there was like I did take him to Utah, and we were at one of the mountains and we were hanging out, like going on a hike or something. And there was like Mormon ladies chasing us. <laughs> it was terrifying, and I'm like, and I told him, and I told him about. It. He's like, yeah, I'm definitely not going now. <laughs> but it, but it's so funny how it's embedded in our subconscious, how yeah. traumatized we mm-hmm. are about in regards mm-hmm. to that. Yeah, yeah, like how fearful we are yeah. about like shoot am i like me like oh my god what if i take my husband or like mm-hmm. you know because i'm accustomed to it but you know another yeah. person like you're like why is that lady looking at me like what's her yeah. problem you know what i mean yeah yeah so hopefully i mean he's going with me next month Ay, Dios mío, I him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's he's only going for a weekend though i think that's a healthy a healthy time to start off but i hope you don't run away after the first day <laughs> <laughs> no it's it's definitely um yeah, it's definitely a culture shock for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was excited that Sal was able to experience like what I would call like some of our roots, you know, because yeah. that's like where our mind started developing yeah. in a sense, right? Yeah. And it was just, yeah. Um, whether you like it or not, sometimes it's like you know, Utah definitely, yeah, brought some roots of who I am now. At least yeah. it pushed me to like, no, I don't want this, but I really want this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's it's definitely been a good journey though. Oh, so far. That's yeah. Yeah, so. My time in Utah, it was very funny to me because everyone thought I was interesting. Of course, because you're exotic. Yeah, it's exotic. Yeah, you're exotic. Like, my God, you look like me, but you don't look like me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, what's different about you? Yeah. Oh, you're Mexican or Latino or whatever. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I was like, I never would have considered that. Yeah, but it was funny. I just thought people were gonna look at me like, all right, you ain't from here, but. Yeah. Uh, no, no. But no, people paid attention. Yeah, people, you know, people are very, um, and I'm going to say this, and, and, you know, hopefully I don't offend anybody, but they are who they are, and they're very sheltered. They're sheltered completely. Um, they don't understand that there's a world outside of Utah. Yeah. And unfortunately, um, for somebody like me, that I'm so not from Utah, that I had to learn to assimilate um, in a certain way, they don't understand because now they put me in a different category. Yeah. Because even though when I shared on Facebook, like I was undocumented, my friends were like, "What? You don't look undocumented." And you're like, "Well, what does what an undo- it? you know what does an undocumented <laughs> look like?" And they're like, "Well, you're not like that. Those kind of undocumented people." What? And I'm just like, "Oh hell no! I would have lost. I would have yeah. lost my shit." <laughs> I was like. I want to keep us. I want to keep our friendship. I need you to stay in your lane. I need you to go home, so nice lock your room, and really evaluate what you just said to me. <laughs> but it's like I also have a lot of compassion because, you know, the, the healing work that I do, yeah. the the understanding that I have, it's not their fault either. Yeah. You know, and it's so sad because they also grew up with this. They yeah. also grew up with this mentality. It's not their fault. They're they're so unconscious that they don't even do it. They do it so naturally that they don't even, yeah. You know, they don't even see the difference. Yeah, yeah. So, 
Yeah, I mean, I now have learned to have a lot of compassion because I was really angry and bitter. Like, yeah. I left Utah extremely bitter and extremely angry. And so it took a long time really to get better. I, there's a clip, I don't know if Cynthia told you, I gave a little speech to Yalitza Paricio. Okay. Yalitza is a, the Oaxacan that was nominated for the Oscars that oh, did yes, Roma. Yes, yes. Uh -huh. Okay, so I did and I told her like, thank you for being the representation because people like us don't get to have a platform yeah. That, yeah. That, 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 you know, to yeah. have that. We don't. Yeah. And so, it was so, I talked about Utah, I don't, I don't even remember what I said, but I remember like growing up in Utah, you know, yeah. getting bullied because my mom used to, yeah. Yeah. and you know, they would call me India Maria and like all these mm. things. And so it was really hard because yeah. I, I, I thought I saw the India Maria and I thought she was hilarious. I didn't think it was something yeah. bad. And so yeah. it's so sad that a child has to grow up hating. Yeah their culture, which I'm so grateful that I never did. Yeah. Then I never assimilated, even though sometimes people are like, oh, you, you talk so different. Your English is so different. Yeah. yeah. It's because now I understand it's yeah. kind of like that English from Utah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I definitely, um, there was moments that I, I myself like ran into stuff like that where it's like, yeah, you definitely like become bitter. Like I know there was, and this leads to like why as well. I'd never really even wanted to get a lawyer again. I was like, I'm so bitter towards like our culture, and so like, and I think at a at a point I definitely got like just mad about like even being Latina, you know, which is sad because it's like that's like that's what I am. Like if you look at everything I do, like it's all about Latinx. Like I love it, and I love going back to like. Guatemala and like seeing like my people you know and people are like oh when are you gonna travel to Europe or to like España or Japan it's like I would love that but I'd rather actually go back home yeah and to the roots you know and so it's like it's crazy to know that being in an environment like that and that's actually one of our first episodes right like when we started last year we talk about environments and we talk about um how we're trying to find our voice about um really like how the environment and finding our voice can like really make a difference oh yes know? and i think that's why i do the work that i do mm -hmm. because it's helping another person that is scared like once you're on the other side you think you're, you're like privileged because you think that everybody's no longer afraid i remember when i came out of the shadows and i said i'm undocumented really open openly in social media and i was very vocal about it i thought that everybody came out I thought everybody was telling people that they were undocumented. Mm -hmm. And I recently found out there, there was a girl that messaged me that's like, thank you. Like I, I still to this day, I'm 37 and I still cannot say that I'm undocumented. Mm -hmm. wow. And I'm like, no, I want to give voice to those people that are afraid. Yeah. To but all those people. Live in such a fear, you know? And I don't like that because fear yeah. is a low vibration and exactly. fear paralyzes you. And when exactly. that fear paralyzes you, you're not able to tap into your own greatness. And yeah. we all have it. We're yeah. born with it. We're, mm -hmm. you know, we're born with such talents and, and gifts that yeah. we need to bear to the world. Mm -hmm. That's something I wanted to ask you about because even in your most recent post, like you changed your own slogan. Uh-huh. saying, like, can you say it again? So I don't yeah, yeah, yeah. I went from being an undocumented warrior to a conscious entrepreneur. Yeah, and you mentioned in your post that you stopped having a victim mentality. Yes. That you decided that you were going to pursue what you wanted yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah. And I commend you for that. Thank because you. That's something that I want to show you. Like, yes. You don't have to be scared of anything. Yeah. No. It's a choice. It, it's a choice. And, and honestly, I said that with, with my heart. Like, I was bawling. Because I was like writing it and I was like so much emotions was, were coming through my body it's because powerful, because yeah. it's so powerful. Like I hate, and I'm going to say it, because hate is a strong word, but I'm going to say it. I hate the fact that we were portrayed as, oh, I crossed the border and oh my God, and I suffered and, yeah. and blah, 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 like all these negative things. Yeah. But why don't you say that I thrived? Yeah. I wanted it to be a, 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 a story of triumph yeah. and not of defeat. Because at that moment, I take my power back from you. I don't want you to have that power. You know, I even, and I'm going to say this for the first time, I want to create a documentary on Netflix that portrays the triumph. It doesn't matter if you got accepted to Harvard or you went to a community college or you didn't do anything. It doesn't make you less of a, of a person or less of value to this country if you went to Harvard or you did shit with your yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter. You're valuable because you're a human being, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. 
that's it. That's all you are. Like yeah. you have to understand that. And sometimes when we are doing this advocacy work, oh, you know, so and so is undocumented and she went to Harvard. Mm-hmm. And then we're oh, but this other person got a DUI. Oh no, he's a bad undocumented mm-hmm. person. Yeah. We, we, we put in these labels. In yes. These categories yes. Yeah. And I think it's so powerful to not do that yeah. and to give people a voice like, yeah, I didn't go to Harvard. Yeah, I finished college, which I also know exactly. is privilege. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's a privilege to go to college, even at that. But yeah. but you are not less of a person because you didn't go. Yeah. And I want you to understand that. Yeah. Because you and I were the same. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if I have a BA next to my name or MSW next to my name. Yeah. Even if you're you have none of those. Yeah. you're still valuable yeah. yeah and that i think the basis of my healing work the basis of my conscious entrepreneurship it's because i want to empower people to doesn't matter if you have papers or not yeah it doesn't matter if you are whatever you can thrive yeah. it's a choice yeah. it's stop being a victim and then you're gonna be able to thrive yeah you need help and that's something that I want to emphasize because I used to think I've been on my healing journey for about 15 years. And I used to think I can do this by myself. Yeah. Well, I don't need nobody. Who you? Oh no no. Yeah. And you do. You need community. Yeah. We need to come together. We need to help each other grow. And that is a sad part. As a, as a culture, I don't know like in Guatemala, but in Mexican culture, we don't have people with shit. And sorry for my language, but it's like yeah. we don't help each other thrive. And I know my husband has really taught me, and I amend him for that, and I love him for that. He's showed me that he wants he wants his people to be better, and it's only by us doing the change that we're able to 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 change that pattern, to break it. Yeah. Well, we were just um, talking last week. We uh, interviewed Marcela from Opal Madre Candles, um, Salvadoreña, and she is she's. A former nurse, but now started her business, and um, she actually has ConchaCon coming up in like oh yeah yeah yeah. June June? yeah in like June, and this year's theme is community. Oh, I love it. Community, and she explained and elaborated a little bit about that. How we are about like building a community and building unity, and and I really think we are in a moment of of building that. You know, because yo me recuerdo antes de that like vas a ir con la vas a ver a la vieja chancluda. Things like that, putting everybody down, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's in a way like it's the same in, in Guatemalan culture. Y también los salvadoreños, like, because I'm half Salvi, half Guatemalan, we're very stubborn too, you know. Like, I feel like the Salvi sometimes comes out of me and I'm very, very stubborn. And it's like, no, like, I can, I'm gonna do this for myself. It's culture. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. It's so embedded in us mm-hmm. by our culture. But we have to remember this. We have to go back and, like, understand why they did this. Yeah. We divide and we conquer. They divided us because they understood that we were so powerful when we came together as a community and we can fight the system of oppression when we come together. But when we're divided and we're like, we don't come together. We don't, we don't make a change. We don't push through. Why? Because we're divided. But as soon as we understand that and we're woke in that, in that sense, things are shifting. And I think this is a year of of the shift. Yeah, I definitely... And, and again, I don't know if it is because I just moved out here. Like, I definitely feel the shifting. No, my, no, no. It's a collective yeah. shift because you oh, feel it and we, we all feel it. It's beautiful. It is so, and, and it's like a feeling that I didn't even feel in Utah, yeah. you know? And it was like, I love this. I love that, like, my fellow, like, Latinas and Latinos, my Latinx community, are just, they're waking up. Yeah. You know, and we're standing up for not only now for our parents, but the parents right next to us, you know? The the little kids, the, the you know, just generations to come and it's it's definitely um it's opened a lot of a lot of perspective oh yeah oh yeah so I, I always say like our parents were left out because in their in their era or the time that they came to this country they were so focused on making money making money yeah. making money yeah. that we kind of like just parent ourselves yeah right yeah. we were just parenting ourselves yeah as soon as um this this response that now that we're older we have a responsibility now to teach our the younger generation what our parents forgot to teach us because they were so worried about making money. Yeah. Which is respect, which is going into a place and like, Buenas tardes, ¿cómo estás? Oh, qué bueno que te ve. Educación, because we lost that. Yeah. Why? Because our parents had to work, so they didn't give us that part of the education. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's so important to go back to this basic. Yeah. And really love on each other, really embrace each other and like, hey, how can I help you? Yeah. You know, without being like, oh, I want this, you know, I want this back. Oh, yeah. 
Gracias. So he's one of the owners as well of the restaurant with Yami. Carla, Carla. Hola, mucho gusto. Hola, mucho gusto. Mucho gusto, tío. ¿Cómo estás? Gracias. Gracias. So, este, sí, y lo abrieron hace cuatro años, ¿verdad? Tres años. Sí. Qué bueno. Ha sido un poquito buenísimo el café de olla. Buenísimo. Gracias. Por el negocio le va bien. Qué bueno, qué bueno. Va a salir en un podcast, para que sepa. Va, va a salir en el podcast de, de mis amigos. Oh, sí, estamos grabando ahorita. Sí. Tenemos permiso, si no, pues. Para la próxima nomás a usted lo agarramos para. Sí, sí, deberían de entrevistarlo. Lo vamos a entrevistar, sí, sí. Ah, uh, that's so, that's, that was so appropriate at the middle of it. Very, yeah. very appropriate. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, helping each other without being like, oh, yeah, I want you to shout out, but if they shout you out, oh, I'm going to charge you like yeah. $1,000. <laughs> no, why? <laughs> you know? Yeah, we have a fee at the end of this. They have a check. No, yeah, I definitely agree. I think it's, um, we, we sometimes try to like look at the benefit. What's, como me va? Me va a beneficiar a mí. ¿Verdad? I'm like, no. It's like, and people sometimes, like, when we do our episodes, they're like, what do I have to do? It's like, you just have to have a genuine conversation with us. That's it. Like, who are you? You know, who are you? What has brought you to where you're at right now? Mm -hmm. and, and that's what we're about, you know, because, and I always, and I say, I feel like I say this every episode, um, that every time when we interview somebody, we hope that the person leaves saying, wow, they just made me remember why I'm doing what I'm doing. You do. And, you do. and then we leave, and we're like, man, she was a badass. I'm going to go. Now we got to find someone else. <laughs> to you to see. Yeah, and it, and it motivates me. You know, yeah. there's this, like, we go in these funks. Like, personally, I guess I'm talking for myself. I go in these funks sometimes where it's like, me pongo a trabajar, trabajar, hago lo que, like, I love doing. But then it's like, ah, oh, routine, this is boring. Like, mm -hmm. uh, I need a break. But then we find somebody and we interview them. I'm like, oh my God, like they remind me of like what we're doing in our Latinx community is nothing just like, it's not just nothing, it's beyond. Mm -hmm. and, and I think we're doing like, como dijiste, like our parents like had to work, work, work. They didn't have that. So now we are taking that step. Yes. And, and it's so powerful that you say that, that you remember, but I always say you have to find a why. Mm -hmm. The biggest why that you possibly can outside of you, mm -hmm. of why you do what you do. And that why is going to make you wake up every single day on fire saying, God damn it, like, I'm not going to fucking quit. And, I, and I've yeah. shared this in other podcasts, like, I was homeless on my last semester in college. Wow. And I couldn't quit because I had the picture of my mom and my sister. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to quit because you cross the border so I can cross the stage and I'm not going to quit. Because yeah. if I quit, then, yeah. you know... Yeah. And I didn't. It oh. didn't make me quit. Yeah. Obviously, I did it for me, but I also did it for all those people that could never walk. Yeah. You know, yeah. because there's also people that I have to understand that I sit in privilege. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And that's something a lot of us don't understand sometimes. We think that privilege is only a thing of, like, white privilege. No. Which white privilege is a very thing. It's a very, like, open thing. thing. It's yeah. a real thing. Mm -hmm. But... We, we are we are living privilege, you know, because our parents didn't have what we have right now. Mm -hmm. We might not have a lot, right? But we, we still had a lot more than what our parents, our ancestors, and below. Have. We are our ancestors' wildest dreams. This is yeah. what they prayed for. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, they prayed for somebody like us that are like, excuse me, mm. you're not going to talk to me like that. You need to respect me. Yeah. You want it or not. Yeah. And yeah. they prayed for that because they were so oppressed. They were so stripped from their culture. Even my abuelita, which, you know, indigenous in Mexico, they, they still face racism. Yeah. And, like, she sees me, she's like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like, I could never, you know, wear trenzas or, like, you know, blusa bordada, and you're taking it to another level. Yeah, yeah. Yes, of course, yeah, because it's, it's my beautiful. culture and it's what I love. Yeah, it's beautiful. And I think that's a, 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 a why of what wakes me up. Every yes. Day. Like, yes. I, like you said earlier, you know, you might not be in school. You might be in, like, a, like, Harvard, right? But it's like every morning I, I wake up and I'm like, all right, you know, like I love what I'm doing because my mom, like, 
she till this day is very suppressed. Like she is in very like so stuck in a depression where it's like, like no habla mucho, no dice no dice más de lo normal. And every now and then there's like a little pocket that opens and she'll tell she'll tell me a story of um cuando vivía en el Salvador, you know, and I'm like, whoa, I didn't know that about you, you know, and it's like, and I definitely tell my sisters, like, we need to learn how to, like, how to, like, be open with her and accepting for who she is and not force things out of her, of course, because I think there was a period where, like, drilling her, yeah. like, I want to know, I want to yeah. know. Especially, yeah. like, living in, in such a conservative and closed-minded uh, community, and, and on top of that, still being religious as well, like, as I mentioned in past uh, episodes, like, I was very religious. And porque ella no creía en lo que yo creía, I, I pushed her. I pushed her away. I pushed her away. And it, it didn't really help. No. And then I finally stepped out of that. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? You are, I'm going to, I remember I did a class and there's three, three things that I always want to tell your listeners. There's three lanes in life. There's your lane, there's their lane, and there's God's lane. Uh-huh. And where you want somebody else to do what you want, you're in their lane. And you need to learn to stay in yours. Yeah. And we're so, we want them to change. We want them to be different. So we're, we're getting in their lane. Like, you should do it. You should do it. But yeah. they're on their own lane. You need to focus on yours. Yeah. Or like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You're in God's lane. Only yeah. God knows what's going to happen tomorrow, if yeah. you believe or not. Yeah. You know? So it's it's very important for us to remember that. But when we're going through the, you know, through the motions, yeah. we don't remember that. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other basis for my other company, which is Lavish Love by May, my jewelry line, yeah. is telling stories. Because in the 90s, I don't know if you guys remember, and I know people that are listening probably do remember, our parents used to buy gold. Oh, yeah. yeah. They used to love yep. buy yep. Yes, so This is from... Yeah, yep. crazy. It was crazy, yeah. right? And they're like, la quinceañera que el amiguito, que oh, la cadenita, yeah. right? Yeah. El bautismo. El bautismo todo. Las esclavas yeah. with their name, yeah. right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's like telling a story because they probably have a piece that their mom gave to them. Mm. And you can connect with them like, oh, mama, ¿quién te dio esto? Like, mm-hmm. you know, opening them up because they need healing, but you need to hold space for them to tell their story yeah. Yeah. in a safe, loving way yeah. because they need the healing just as much as we do. Mm-hmm. But we are, we have the consciousness to create a safe container to do so. Yeah. yeah. I've always wondered about like why we cover ourselves in gold. So I learned about from the past episode that we did specifically about the assets that we were covered in gold. Yes. So we're we're, we're royalty. Yeah, we're royalty. We're royalty. People forget this, but we are we come from royalty. Yeah. We come from the biggest kings of ever, you know, yeah. aside from God. But we come from royalty and gold actually, my mom used to say like te protege del mal de ojo. Sí. Te protege. Yeah. Keeps the evil away. Mm-hmm. And I think that comes from the concept of what you said, coming from, you know, the assets were covered in gold. You know, and we forget. We forget and we allow other people to tell us who we are because we don't go out and search. Because we don't go out and ask. You know, we, we're, we're so like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We see something on Instagram, we're like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we don't understand. So I think with all of the concepts that I have, all of the companies that I have, they all have the same basis. Tell a story, empower with your story, you know. Be conscious about what you're doing because buying gold is not only um, you're you're being conscious about what you're buying, you're also investing because gold never loses value. Mm-hmm. As and stir away from like fast fashion, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is consuming us, and on top of that, it's like polluting the planet. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so there's a lot of like hidden messages and like what I do mm-hmm. that I usually don't say it to people, but when we are like right but now, it drives what you're doing. It, it drives me. It's not me. even that you're hiding it either. It's just that like you have to look into the contents. Yeah. You yes. To see what's there. Yes. Because you can't just be like how you are before, where you're just looking past everything, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, that's cool. Whatever. No, 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 no. Definitely, no, no, no. Definitely, it's like when it's appropriate, I share. Yeah. Like, hey, did your mom ever give you a, oh my God, you, oh, you yeah. made me remember la quinceañera, que la cadena, que la, and I was like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And I, all of the people that have purchased from Lavish Love by May have a similar story. So, and I actually stumbled upon this concept while I was creating a DNA decoding magic uh, mm-hmm. for my coaching clients, because I want us to wake up and remember who we truly are. Yes. And so I was creating this called DNA decoding because the same way we have um, trauma encoded in our DNA, we also have greatness that our oh, ancestors yeah. passed yeah. down to us. Yeah. We just need to remember. Because yeah. the trauma is only recent, but we've been royalty since forever. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Yes, I but like we that. don't remember. Yeah. So it's embedded in our DNA. We yeah. just have to activate it. It's the same thing as like, oh, you have a, you know, a, a gene that activates and you're more prone to cancer. It's the same thing. But we have to activate more of the good and shut down the bad and yeah. reprogram it. It's the same way as like, you know, you pass down your, you know, alcoholism genes. Like you, you mutate your genes yeah. to be more prone to be an alcoholic. So these are the things that we want to change and we want to make something better. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it, that's how I stumble upon that memory. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. So what did, what, tell us a little bit about your, your businesses that you have. Okay. Because you, you say businesses uh-huh. and like, it's not singular. You keep popping up with so much stuff. <laughs> and, and I'm like, like what's going on? I love it though. Thank, Thank you. Awesome. Thank yeah. you. I stirred away from the fact that everybody used to say, oh, you, no más puede ser una cosa. No. no. Right? Yeah. Es que vas a ser social worker, so solo puedes ser social worker. Mm-hmm. Pero vas a ser like, Raw Love by May, which is my, my, my high vibe uh, vegan, then um, I transformed it, but, you know, a business, but then you can't sell jewelry. Who says? Like, I can do whatever I want. Like, who are you to say, but we're like, oh yeah, I can't do that. I can't post that because, you know, this. So I actually have always been very entrepreneurial. I've always, my dad used to make me sell candy at his, his dealer. Yeah. So I, I always think, had that. I think our culture has Yes, that. yes, yeah. Our oh, culture yeah. are very, like, yeah. we're very oh, yeah. business driven, right? Yeah. My dad's like, one thing that I want you to learn is, number one, you're always going to sell. You're going to sell yourself at a job or you're going to sell something. You're always going to be selling. Yeah. So I want you to learn now. So I became very passionate. I did uh, multi-level marketing for, you know, from 19 to 27. And then I was like, no, I want to do something from me. Yeah. And I, you know, in, back in 2010, I wanted to do something with vegan. So I love to cook. And I wanted to do a vegan catering company. Oh, okay. And I was like, okay, I want to do it, but I don't know how it's going to look like. You know, how can I do this? And as I was doing my healing work, I understood that food is very healing. But it's when you cook with love and intention and you grab a glass of water and you put the intention of love and, you know, make it, you know, nourish myself with love. The same yeah. thing as food. Yeah. When we when we take that, like the Aztecs and the Mayans, that they used to be very sacred about their food. Oh, yeah. We need to learn to go back to it. So that's the concept of Raw Love by May. Also did Zero Waste Kits with a little avocado, which I'm going to give to you guys today oh, so you guys can have one. Oh, I love cool. that. Yeah, love so that. You're gonna, you can go see your waist when you go out, yeah. dude, and you can have your own. <laughs> so the design was actually in a collaboration with um, Crystal Doomy, which is the designer of the avocado design that was exclusively made for my brand. Like I said, community. Yeah, like, let me give you yeah. the design, you know, mm-hmm. do it for me. I can do it on my zero waste kits. So that was born, and I was like, yeah, you know, that's cool, but I want to do something else. Yeah. So I'm a life coach as well. Okay. I help, like I said, uh, self-love love transformational coach, which, you know, I have that. And I, while I was creating DNA Decoding Imagine, I came upon that memory, and I was like, I want to do Lavish Love by May. Wow. And I got That's the amazing. pieces that were my pieces that were made for me, yeah. and I just duplicate them. I, I got the mold, and they just did it for me, and I, yeah. you know, like my name. Like, this was very, you know, yeah. things like that, or the word of the year very powerful so yeah. that's where all the businesses come yeah, from that's awesome that Thank is really you. awesome Carla was the one that really brought it to my attention like this past year where if you put things into into action it's really you have to start by just saying it to yourself yeah so Man- I feel like, manifestation yeah you manifest your, your dreams into reality by saying it to yourself and yeah and initially and I see that when you went through each of these experiences you did them I did. I did. I would. I remember when I was homeless and I would be in my car and I would cry my eyes out like, why God, why am I in this situation? I always envision this is only temporary and I need to learn the lesson so that I'm able to transform it into a, a story of triumph. Even Muhammad Ali, he said the same thing, that I hate training. I do not like training at all. But I'm going to suffer now and I'm going to live the rest of the life as a champion. Yes. There's a, there's a thing that I say. In Spanish, I'm going to say in Spanish. Please. Uh, and I, now I totally forgot what it was. <laughs> it's okay, make a fit. Make a um, Sacrificate un par de años haciendo lo que otros no están dispuestos a hacer para vivir como ellos nunca podrán. You know? You know? And sometimes we're so accustomed to this microwave society where, like, it's an instant gratification that we're so not willing to pay the price. And I remember, like, from like my husband was an angel that came into my life, and he 
reminded me of this concept. Yeah. He's like, why do you want everything so fast? Yeah. And I'm like, cause I, because I deserve it. You're like, you're so entitled. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And he reminded me, he's like, and then I'm like, oh yeah, this concept. And I remember, sacrificate un par de años. Yeah. And that's what's gonna make you, you know, be apart from the rest of the people. Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely, um, yeah, words have power. They do. Because it, before they become, uh, you know, an actual, you know, thing, yeah. you, you think of, yeah. you vibrate in that frequency, you attract it. Yeah. So yeah. we're like, oh, what are you thinking? Because yeah. whatever you're thinking today, at this moment, you're going to manifest in five years or maybe sooner. Yeah. But you need to start training your yeah. mind to be like, no, I yeah. can't have it all. Yeah. It's just I have to pay the price and I have to be willing to change, mm-hmm. which is not easy, which is extremely hard. Yeah. But do you want to do you want to live what you're living right now? Yeah. Or yeah. do you want to be better? And did you find that when you were in Utah, because of how the culture is, keeping you from actually pursuing what where you're at now, digamos. Mm-hmm. Did you run into that issue? You know, I think I did, but all of my, my I, I saw my friends doing so many businesses, their family doing so many businesses that actually inspired me. Okay. So I was like looking at them, like from the outside, and I would, it would be cool, mm-hmm. but maybe I can't do it. Yeah. But I can. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of like the possibility. Because if somebody did it, I can do it too. You know, so I never, I never felt in that, in that sense, never felt. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was like something that I always like ran into. It was, I mean, aside like when my dad did get deported in like my sophomore year, junior year, I I had to stand up. Like I had to, my brother was already living his life with his wife and his ex-wife and his kids. And so I had to stand up for my mom. My mom broke down. Of course. There's a, ahorita she doesn't like. Recuperate. Yeah. Um, and my sister was only nine. She was, no. See, si, yeah, she was only nine. And so I had to stand up for her. I had to, like, be the guardian. And up until, like, and I think that was the thing that kept me there. You know, where it's like, my mom is living out on her own. My sister and I are living out on our own because I'm her guardian. My sister sees me pretty much as her mom. And, I mean, todo respeto a mi mamá también. Claro. Um, and when my sister went to college, it was like, what am I doing with my life now? Yes, it's algo que it's very important to emphasize, which is one of the, the reasons why I do coaching so powerful mm-hmm. for that age age range uh-huh. is because there's like the, an emptiness. Yeah. Yeah. And now they're no longer a wife. That's why she had that mental breakdown. Uh-huh. Now she's no longer a mother. Yeah. So now who is she? Yeah. Like she had this crisis, but it's the, an opportunity to find who she is. But yeah. we're so scared to find ourselves. Yeah. We're so scared to tap into our greatness that we just yeah. shut down. Yeah. And that's where, unknown. Yeah, yeah, it's the unknown. Yeah. It's like now, no. And I tell my mommy this all the time. Like, ¿quién es Guadalupe Mendoza? Uh, no la mamá, no la esposa, sino Guadalupe Mendoza. ¿Quién yeah. es ella? La persona. Yeah. La, persona. Yeah. la persona que tenía sueños before us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what did she want to do when she was a little girl? And remind her, like, yeah. ¿qué querías? What was her biggest dream? And try to, like, accommodate for her to have that. That's yeah. so healing. That yeah. has so much power. Wow. Yeah. My parents went through that too, but it was like in the most unexpected way. My mom was like, I just want an education. I want to do this. She forced herself into school. And then at one point, she just couldn't anymore. She had to work. Of like, course. She had to work like in the house and was like, yeah. And then when her and my dad got together and they moved to the States, like together finally, my dad, he was working all the time and I was like, yeah, my mom could be in the house, but she'll be hustling on the side. Like, selling candies, like a whole, like about her apartment building. Pretty much my whole family was living in the same building. And then once they finally moved, and they were living like in the home that I live in now, uh, at one point my dad had to stop working because of his eyes. Like he had like um, a disability where he couldn't, he wasn't allowed to work anymore when he died. You know, so they were like, all right, that's it. You, you're on disability and then you wow. can't do it. But he was undocumented, so he didn't get a shit. <sighs> so you know, so it was tough. So it wasn't my mom that had to find out who, he, who she was, it was my dad. Yeah. My dad had to find out. And that's the wow. thing that life is so unpredictable that if we don't find who we are, life makes us find who we are. Yeah. Like, you're not listening? I'm going to send you this. Everything happens. It doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. And yeah. you choose that. Yeah. yeah. That's so That's so powerful. Yeah. That's crazy. That's it crazy. is. 
now seeing it like I've heard that story before, but like seeing it with that perspective is like, yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah. Really in life, really, like if you have everybody has gifts and talents that they come to this world with, but it's because when we don't listen, God, life, whatever you can call it, yeah. is like you're gonna wake up or you're gonna wake up. Yeah, yeah. Like, being able to break that and, and, and understand it and accept it is, is a hard thing. It's, it's a really hard thing. Like, in my example, I, I, I struggled at, like, understanding that I'm, I had this mentality that siempre voy a ser, voy a ser pobre. No. Because my dad, my mom, like, they didn't leave any, like, they haven't left any, like, inheritance. They didn't build an empire. But little did I know, like, they, like, I'm the empire. Yes. You know? Like, yes. I'm that. And it's like, and I, it took me a while to understand For, that. Until you understand that. Mm-hmm. I just did a workshop this Saturday where I talk about abundance and we did tapping in regards to abundance uh-huh. and like these things like yo no voy a ser rica because my dad or parents weren't rich Yeah. who am I to think that I'm going to become rich mm-hmm. well that's your inheritance right there's so much abundance Yeah. we just have to learn how to tap to it we yeah. have to vibrate in that frequency yeah. in order to attract it mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that we're going to we were born poor and we're going to you know we're going to die poor yeah. It's our decisions to do it. And now I see things so differently. And that's what I want. I want people to heal so that they're able to attract abundance. Yeah. Because I want to switch it. I want the 1% that are rich now to be 99% rich and 1% poor. Yeah. I want the, the whole thing to shift. Yeah. yeah. But it takes collective. It's, it's a collective shift. Yeah. And it's collective work. Yeah. But, you know, we have to facilitate sacred yeah. space for people to heal and be like, it's okay to feel like that your parents were poor because that's all they knew. They didn't have the consciousness, but now you choose to do it better. Yeah. So you have to say that. Yeah. I love my parents for what they gave me. That was what they gave me because, you know, that's what they, yeah. you know, and I love them for them. Yeah. And I forgive them if they gave me a little or they gave me a lot. But now, me, my Deli Mendoza, I choose to do it better. Yeah. But you have to have that conviction. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. I have yeah. to have that conviction. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely powerful to like have that conviction and manifest it and follow through. You know, it's the day I said fuck it, let's do it, let's move to California. Yeah, it, the eat. universe conspires. Yeah. yeah, it just falls. Like, oh yeah, like, where it needs to fall. You know, so. always, especially if you're doing for the highest good of you. Yeah, without hurting anybody. You know, I remember, you know, I, I had just got into a car accident. I didn't have a car. I didn't have a job. And I didn't really have good credit. And I got a car, 2% interest. Wow. And that is completely a manifestation. Wow. And I tell this story all the time because they're like, well, how did you get a Beamer? 2% interest. And I'm like, I walked in there like I own the place. I was like, hola. <laughs> yes. I want to see that car, but I can't afford it. But it still show it to me because I, you know, I just want to feel. Like it, right? <laughs> but I, I might take that $2,000 car. I don't know how it happened. No deposit. And the guy was like, no, 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 take it. Like, you were approved. And I was like, yeah. like get approved. I'm like, like, you're, like try, you're trying to keep your shit together. I know. I was like, oh, my God, if this okay. man only knew. I was like, le puedes poner un bien grande eh, bow? bow? Yeah. Because only I knew that, like, two months before, you know, had just heard in a car accident, super in debt, couldn't get my, my degree because I, I couldn't pay for the last semester. Yeah. And on top of that, I was going through a mental crisis. Wow. But but I was so, I trusted Yeah. that I said, God, yeah, you do you because I, <laughs> I don't know how many, you know. And sometimes that's what it is. It's like you really have to be like surrender everything. Oh, yes. All power. But it's so hard. It is. It it's is. so hard because we're so stubborn. Yeah. Like, and that goes for everything, like finances, um, your school, you know, um, work, relationships. Oh, my God. Relationships. Relationship. I oh can't my even God. start on that one. It's no. like, it's a like big another thing. episode. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like overall, it's just like surrendering, you know. Yeah. And in Utah, it was, I used to go to the Pentecostal Christian church, and it was very like, I believed in surrendering everything to God, surrendering everything to like, the spirit and um, and I'm just, I'm just saying like you know that's what you believe in like it works for you you know pero a mí me trauma tanto esa comunidad that I became angry at that I well yeah because angry. you don't have 
the 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 understanding yeah. what does it mean to surrender yeah. because the people are talking but their actions are completely different yeah and so you're like you're you're freaking confusing me wait surrender <laughs> but you're over here I, and as a child yeah. you're like oh my god oh my god oh my god i'm going yeah. crazy yeah right and i think you totally you guys should do a workshop on this like yeah. it's so powerful yeah yeah so it's, definitely it's like you definitely should do a there's workshop. a lot there's definitely a lot we well yeah then again we have a lot we that have we so want to do there's like <laughs> just do it uh, yeah. Yeah. Como salga. yeah yeah because then it creates momentum and things just I like conspired that. I like so that. you should do yeah. it because I totally see and this is like the healer in me uh-huh. what I see uh-huh. I see workshop that's what I'm getting okay. that's okay. like you need to do a workshop yeah I like that so we're, gonna, we're gonna do it and we're gonna contact you like we need help what are we yes. doing <laughs> anything sponsorship anything you like this is this is what i'm here for and yeah. there's a reason i always believe there's a reason why we connect for sure for sure there's always a reason why we we cross paths with people very very true very true so. yeah and uh, it's just so beautiful i don't know like connections and networking with people and just having genuine conversations like i love it that's amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh my God, this is amazing! Thank you so much. Yeah, thank, thank you. I don't have any more questions. I'm like, I don't either. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I do. I'm gonna start driving home, and I'm like, man, we should have asked her this. It's always just, gonna happen soon. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's always like it sparks up something. But it's okay. We have a we have a good amount of time. Yeah. So we can just be like, we have another episode. Yeah. 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 Please invite me. I love to. Yeah. Talk. As you can tell, I love to talk, and yeah. I like to share my story. I'm yeah. super open. It's anything is, you know, you can ask me anything. I'm super yeah. open. I think that when you don't share, you know, you're very envious of like sharing, then yeah. you don't allow other people to, to, to grow because somebody can relate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's that's slightly what we talked about on our first episode was finding your voice. Like, and by finding your voice, you're helping others find theirs. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's yes. a very strong tool that we've been given. And yeah. And, and please reach out. Like, whoever's listening to that episode and, you're struggling, please reach out. Like I'm always here and I know you guys are probably there for them. Um, Please reach out, you're not alone. It might seem like you're alone and you're the only one going through whatever it is that you're going through, but you're not. It's not true. Um, But somebody that already went through it can give you a little light at the end of the tunnel to give you hope. That where you are today is not where you're gonna be. I remember, you know, being undocumented for more than three decades, I had lost hope of being able to adjust my status and i'm so blessed to say that i'm now in the path of like adjusting my status and it was when i surrendered really like really surrendered to like i'm gonna make the best of it i love and accept for where i am right now it's when god was like okay this girl, she learned her lesson. She read here's, it. here's a blessing. Dale, she, dale, woke. Dale, dale. she woke. Yeah, she woke. So go ahead. So it's yeah. that. It's it's yeah. just surrendering and like don't don't fight it. Yeah. And if you need help, please reach out. Yeah, I'm always definitely. I'm always in social media to 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 share. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. One last question. Por favor, lo que how um how do you meet your husband? Oh my God! Yeah. So my oh my God! I know thank you, be, thank I know, you. I know, I know there has to be a story behind no, that. No, no, thank you so much for asking me because I have been dying to tell people about the story. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I met my husband, so he was my childhood best friend. Mm, I'll share a picture wow. with you yeah. so you guys can post it. Yeah. Um, his mom and my mom were besties. Oh, okay, okay. They were besties, oh, and um, I remember my mom now shares a story. Like I used to say to my mom, like I'm gonna marry him. I'm gonna yeah. marry Ledwin when I grow up. <laughs> And, and my mom would like be so angry, like, like you're seven, don't say that. And I'm like, nope, I'm gonna marry that man because that's the man of my dreams. And seven is like, I'm telling you, I'm manifesting. So I um, moved to uh, uh, LA when I was 17 uh-huh. uh, in June of 2004. And in November, right before turning 18, because I was like, I know he's older, so I'm going to make sure that I go before I turn 18. Yeah. Um, I went to visit him after, you know, after a few years of not seeing him, seven years. Um, and he was married with a baby. So he just had come home from the hospital with his yeah. baby. And I showed up in his doorsteps. And I remember being so sad because yeah. he was married. And I'm like, no, <laughs> he's married him with a child. Why? Yeah. So obviously I would drive by and I would, you know, I would tell, you know, it would be nice to see him, but I never saw him at all. And in 2018, I started dreaming about him and 
like, oh my God, I need to reach out. And at that point, I was like, I'm leaving to Mexico. I'm leaving to Mexico. I'm not coming back. Uh, so I want to go see him to say hello and, you know, and, and just take a picture with him, whatever. Yeah. And I remember that um, he contacted me on Instagram. Like, how we're so connected. And he's wow. like, hey, you want to connect? And I was like, yeah. Like, can I see you today? And then he was like, no, I'm busy tonight. I was like, no, God, why? Like, I want to see you today. And so I had an event that weekend. We couldn't see each other for like four days. And then on Tuesday, I saw him in the park. We talked for like nine hours. It was magical. Like, there was palomas like all over us. We hold our hands. Palomas left. I was like, it was meant to be. He didn't have a pareja at the time. I didn't have a pareja, but he was about to leave to Vegas. So we were like, hey, like, yeah. What's up? Let's you and I? What's, what's up? up? <laughs> and he's like super like straightforward and obviously I won't go into details, but he was like, let's get married. So I met up with him in October. Yeah. And then in December I was like, fuck it, let's do it. Damn. Yeah, let's do oh, it. And like so beautiful. And oh my god, I am in love with that man. Yeah. He has transformed my life in ways. I mean, yeah. He always jokes around. He's like, te ganaste la loteria y no compras es boleto. And I honestly feel like I, he gave me so much that That's I'm awesome. really, really That's grateful really, for him. Really, so really awesome. so oh 14 God. years. 14, congrats. Thank you. 14 years of not seeing him, but now we've been oh, married okay, okay. for a year and, and a couple months. Okay, okay. So, wow. that's exciting. Thank you. Oh. Thank you for asking me yeah, that question. I was, like, I was <laughs> ask. I'm like, how did they be? Thank you for yeah, asking because yeah. he always makes fun of me because I'm like, I want everybody to ask me about you so I can tell them. <laughs> <laughs> You're so amazing and wonderful and I love you so much. So, it's yeah. like a fairy tale. It story. is. It is. He's, he's like my Prince Charming. Oh, that's yeah. cute. That's cute. Yeah. That's cute. That's cute. Yeah. That is awesome. Gracias. Well, and I'm glad you shared. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for asking. <laughs> um, Cool. Well, I don't have any more questions that's as of right question now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like when you meet somebody that's such like a bright character, like such a bright personality. I'm like, I wonder. This? I wonder who's like right next to her. You know, uh, like because I, I'm not like turning it on me. I, I guess like my boyfriend and I like are very like bright and very like like energetic and we complement each other really yes. well you know and so it's like it's always really nice to see like couples like okay how do you guys like these two are similar to each other too yeah i was gonna they're say they're similar to each other but el is like let's get things done you know and like like outspoken but she's like more under the table like let's get things done like patient well, you know but you I, won't know like all of a sudden yeah and, and you know it's so beautiful because i feel like we have a similar relationship with like my husband how mm. he's i always say he's the better half of me like, you know, and, and it's like you complement each other and you Very, grow and, and yeah. you become a better version of you yeah. with that person next to you. And just yeah. you're walking life with that person, you're like, you're a badass, but he sees you at the same light. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's and like having you that see? is so beautiful. Yes. Yeah, having beautiful. that is like so, yeah, to so many levels. Oh, I love ending with like a love story. I know. Yeah. Oh my God. Thank you so much. He's going to definitely love that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely have to meet him someday. Yes. Hopefully we'll soon. Awesome. Yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah. Um, I know, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Happy late Valentine's Day. Yeah, shout out to everyone that was celebrating Valentine's Day. Whether it was Valentine's, Valentine's, or single time. It's all good. Uh, or whatever you were going through, you know, yeah. I just hope you enjoyed whatever you were doing. So. Yes. I'm glad you, I hope you just enjoyed it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so definitely recovering it from it right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but cool, cool. Well, thank you so much for Gracias. joining us. Like, I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, we will definitely keep you in the talks about the workshop. Yes, por favor, por favor. It's, it's sparking up so many lights right now, and uh, yeah, I definitely know we got we just got to do it. We just got to do things. Yes. Look out for the workshop now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, they're going to launch it soon, guys. Let's yes. keep them accountable. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, we recorded that. <laughs> Can you cut that? <laughs> uh, well, thank you very much, and uh, yeah, guys, let us know your feedback or whatever you got to um, do you want to give them your Instagram yes. names? And um, at Maideli Mendoza. Okay. Um, and my, that's my personal one. And then um, at Lavish Love by May. And yeah. at Raw Love by May. Okay. And we'll be posting these guys on our page. Uh, you guys know the way our page works. So we'll be posting about um, about this episode like throughout the week. Gracias. Much. So, Muchas yeah. gracias. Well, va pues. Vámonos. Vámonos. <laughs>